The Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Well, 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 good morning, everybody. It's so good to be with you. I'm really, really excited to be here this fine Wednesday morning, the 24th of February. Right, in studio, as usual, we have the, the very glamorous, the wonderful Dr. Mark. Morning, Chris. And how are you this fine morning? You know what? Good. Um, yes, you know what? We at the end of February, who knew or who could have thought that it would go so quickly? I know, absolutely. I'm going on a detox on the 29th and 30th of this month, so no more alcohol on those days, so that's all good. Well, at least you will be uh, um, contributing to the plummeting economy. <laughs> right, so today what we're going to talk about is... Um, we're talking male aesthetics. Yes. And th- what I thought about is, you know, we, when we first started speaking many years ago, go now, you came to me primarily as an aesthetics practitioner. And we started, we started speaking ab- about men's, men's health and et cetera, et cetera. And out of, out of your aesthetics practice grew this wonderful testosterone practice. Yes. And, but, there's so much that goes on around the tea clinic and testosterone. And primarily, you, originally, you did a hell of a lot of aesthetic work. I still do. You know, it, I started working in aesthetics um, 20, 20 years ago. Um, you must have been a baby. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a benefit of having an aesthetic practice. I'm 72. <laughs> so, um, no, you know, it, I um, specialized in obstetrics and gynecology, but never practiced in right. South Africa. Okay. I went to the States um, where I went actually f- to go on to a sabbatical. You know, it, after 20 years of studying, um, it, it was time to just take a break. And every time that my money ran out, I helped uh, a friend of mine who is a dermatologist and um, we, he had an aesthetic practice and I got my first experiences in aesthetic medicine there. And when I came back to South Africa at the end or the beginning of 2001, mm. um, I decided to go into aesthetics and do only that. And, right. you know, that's what I've been doing for 20 years. And, yes, the tea clinic did come about about six years, seven years ago. Mm. So um, aesthetics is has been evolving and changing. Um, it's one of the biggest industries in the world. Mm. Um, there's so many treatments that get done uh, yearly uh, around the world that you know what it's a very dynamic field to be in very difficult field to be in very difficult field to break into and mm. get it settled we spoke about that last week or week before i think uh, ar- around dr norwell that's right it, about how um it 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 is a cl- almost a closed Environment or very difficult, as you say, difficult to br- to break in to, into. And I think I think in aesthetics there, there's two dynamics, which which for me is really strange. And the first dynamic is um, that there are very few aesthetic practitioners, pure aesthetic practitioners, yeah. like your like yourself. But the second is there are a lot of people who have certain skills. Around aesthetics And I'm talking from your Beauticians To it's your cosmetologists Etc, etc So there are people on the I don't want to say lower rungs That's not the word I want to use But, but there are people that practice Certain elements Of aesthetics So you know what If we, if we look at uh, The differences between Beauticians Aestheticians and aesthetic practitioners. Mm. Um, 
your estheticians are your somatologists. Um, they might have a degree, a three-year degree, um, that that they've studied at places like you know Carstens, um, or even at some of your universities. Yes. Medical aesthetics. You are first and foremost a medical doctor, and. You know what? You've developed your skills through going to workshops, <coughs> uh, congresses, uh, individual trainings, etc., etc. Um, and you are right. Certain people have certain skills, like your plastic surgeons. Yes. Um, specific medical practices or medical practitioners would would prefer one treatment over another for me um i i love tissue fillers yes um so i specialize mostly in injectables right um some practitioners specialists um will be more i want to say um Effective or efficient in skin, um, you know, and, and that's a very big field. Right. Uh, some of your practitioners tend to focus on threads. Um, we can do everything. Most of us do a little bit of everything. Sure. But we all have our preferences I'm and sure it's our case by case as well. Specialities. You know, yeah. yeah. For me, you know what? I like the injectables. Right. It's, it's what I do best. Okay. Um, it's very interesting. We're talking about male aesthetics. Um, so let's talk about what makes a male attractive. This is a key thing, you, you know, because, because I, I know sort of, you, you, I will talk to women and they'll see a man walking past and they'll go, I'm talking about heterosexual women here and, and, and they'll go, wow, he's absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Well, let's stop there. Right. Let's stop there. And then, um, there was a study that was done worldwide mm. on what women find attractive in men. And they described the ideal male. Right. Now, picture Kenny Rogers. Yes. Is that the epitome of... You, you, you're looking at me as if I'm mad. So, the ideal male sure. is a mix between Kenny Rogers and George Clooney. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm veering slightly towards more towards the George Clooney look, but I, I mean, if, if, if practically speaking, Kenny has a nicely proportioned face. He's got a very strong jawline. That's uh, number aquiline, one. Aquiline nose. Number he, two. He's he's, uh, you know, he looks intelligent. His his brows he's are lifted, lined, and and he's got he's got gentle lines. Exactly. As is Clooney, funnily enough. And what is more important than that, he looks older, he's grey, mm -hmm. he looks like someone that can protect you. Okay. So, so I mean, it's quite a primal thing. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. That's, it. That's interesting. So, it's all about the jaw, yeah. the nose... Being lined and having a strong presence. Interesting, hey? Wow. So that's for women. So let's, let's go one step further and let's ask, what are males mostly concerned about in their own faces? Primarily, I would, I would go for probably hair loss as, as a... It's one of the top four. Um, probably... A jowliness, a, 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 you, you know, the the jaws dropping and that sort of thing. Number one, weak chin. Okay, I'll give you that one. And too many crow's feet and around around the eyes. Eye bags. I or oh, bags. Okay, right. So eye bags. Yeah. Hairline. Jowls. Yeah. And skin tone. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think of skin tone, but absolutely. I mean, I know myself, you know, I've, I look in the mirror and I'm, so when I look in the mirror in the mornings, I look, I look to see how puffy my eyes are 
from from sleep. Well, the eye bags, yeah. I look at what my skin's looking like, and I'm not talking about the odd pimple or, or that sort of thing. I actually really do look at the tone. What does it What does it look like? Does it look healthy? Does it look healthy? Is it clear? That's it. That's exactly it. You know, and uh, yeah, I'm lucky with my hair. That's 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 okay. But I wear a beard. Because, because of my jaw and okay. my jawline, so that's why I wear my beard. So all the hipsters, mm. um, you know, it the geeky hipsters kind of stuff, uh, and that's where they, what what brought about the beard revolution, right? That we see nowadays. So let's look into each one of those. Um, I think that you know, because aesthetics are so so vast. Yeah. Let's start with what. In my opinion, is absolutely the basic of basics, yes. and that's skin. Absolutely. Whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, if you have healthy skin, you look good. Mm. So that's no redness, no blotchiness, no broken veins, uh, regular pore size, um, and not too uh, dry, not too oily. Yeah, yeah, and. We look into the, the treatments that we can do for that. Regular skin or good skin care is per, um, pertinent. You know, it, it's it's paramount. That's what you start with. Yes, it's very difficult to start an, a, a, a guy who has never done any form of skin routine mm. on a good skin care regimen. Absolutely. They, 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 I mean, I think I can think of a handful of my f- friends who absolutely have never done it. They, they, at most, they use their Dove soap to scrub their face with, you know, if they're in the shower or in the bath. But that's that's about it. But there's no moisturising or anything that goes on after that. You know what? I think one of the things that's difficult is there's so many products on the market. Mm. And, you know, it's this cream and that cream and eye cream and night cream and day cream and sunscreen. Um, it makes it very difficult. Um, in my opinion... You can get away by using good products with three things in your arsenal. Right. A face wash. Yeah. A proper sunscreen. Yes. And a moisturizer. Now, seeing that we are not governed by um, the broadcasting... Broadcast. We can, say, we com- can name stuff, yeah. I am going to go with my choices. Cool. I would go with a cleanser from Sulal. Right. Um, that you can buy at Clicks and at Diskim. Right. It's fabulous. It cleans well. If you want to go for one of your over-the-counter products, Nivea. Um, the one with charcoal. I love that one. It makes your skin feel clear and fresh. Um, I've just started using a charcoal cleanser. It's amazing. And the difference is unbelievable for me. Okay. So, cleanser. And how do you use it? You know, at nighttime, you cleanse twice. So, you wash your face, you rinse it off, and you use a fraction of product again and you wash your face again right always cleans twice at night that goes for men and women i never knew that well i mean after about years it. of doing the show actually and, and and i've never i've never heard that but it makes perfect sense to me just think about what you're doing during the day yeah during the day you're exposed to environment environmental pollutants you're exposed to the sun you're exposed to wind mm. um you cleanse your face twice. Yeah. And then f- first thing in the morning when you get into the shower, you cleanse again. Right. That's your cleanser out of the way. And then I would go with a sunscreen. Yes. Now, sunscreen and sunscreen and sunscreen and none of them are equal. Sure. So the one that I would go for is Heliocare. Okay. Heliocare is not freely available. <clears throat> it's available from aesthetic 
practices and um, certain salons. The reason I would go for something like HelioCare is because besides the fact that it is a phenomenal sunscreen, mm. it has anti-aging um, products and qualities with brilliant moisturization all rolled into one. And I'm specifically thinking of HelioCare oil-free gel, HelioCare silk, silk gel. Right. Okay. And then we have, and this is very special, we have HelioCare actinic keratosis, so AK fluid. And that's specifically for patients who had skin cancers. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's in a fluid gel. Um, it goes on like velvet and it feels silky and dewy and your skin looks great. It's not, you don't sweat it off. Um, very nice product to use. So those are your cleansers. Right. Uh, your moisturizers. And then something at nighttime, you know, it after we've cleansed. And here I would go for something that has an active ingredient in it. Okay. Something. What do you mean by active? Just for. An active ingredient would be something that is more than just a moisturizer. It actively works on repairing the skin or exfoliating the skin. Right. Um, the gold standard for us all would be to use some kind of retinol. Okay. The problem with retinol is that it causes incredible sensitivity and it has to be used properly. Mm, mm. So it's something that's introduced over a long period of time in very low quantities and low percentages. Um, for instance, women will know retin-A, uh, tretinone, uh, roaccutane, yes. vitamin A, as things that we stay away from during pregnancy because it's it's incredibly active yes right. it changes cells and that's why we love to use it in skincare product because you know it it changes cells um, retinol will be um, exfoliating it is brightening it refines pores it is the gold standard of anti-aging right right okay. um you can now go and add certain things to that like vitamin c for brightness etc cetera, etc cetera. so um a good skincare regime means that you cleanse twice a day you protect against the sun you moisturize and you know what then you add on to that But start with just those three How easy it is to wash your face in the shower To, you know what Most men put some kind of aftershave or something on So to slap on a cream and you walk out the door Yeah Done Yeah And at night time exactly the same um, Wash your face, slap on a cream and you're done And absolutely And I just want to add something with the sunscreen when you've got that little bit of extra sunscreen, put it on the back of your hands because hands age incredibly quickly. And they're always in the sun. They're always out there. I mean, if you're driving, they, you know, they, they hammer. So just put a little bit on, on the back of, on the tops of your hands. You know, but that's where I always look when I see these women come in and they have been bearded by their pubes because <laughs> of their last facelift. Yeah, exactly. So, um, then you look at the hands because yeah. that's where you tell the age. Okay, so skin. Right. So what else can we do for the skin? The treatment that I find most effective and brilliant is a combination treatment between my favorite thing in the world, platelet-rich plasma. Yes. And microneedling. Why the combination? <clears throat> Firstly, I... Always start with this treatment on my international patients. Why? Because microneedling is something that can be done anywhere in the world. Yes. And is most probably one of our safest treatments that we can do, par for hygienic purposes. Um, the benefit of microneedling is so incredibly big and um, multi multi-dimensional that 
it can be used from uh, a very young age for patients with active acne to old skin um, that's old and leathery with uh, pigmentation and severe um, enlarged pores. I've got to go and get that old lawn roller. You know, they, <laughs> I've got to go and get that out on my old skin. At <laughs> so microneedling works by not only breaking down scar tissue, yeah, but depending on the depth that we use it at we stimulate different cells from fibroblasts to keratinocytes fibroblasts sits a little bit deeper into the dermis the keratinocytes sits at the border of the epidermis dermis so you know we can stimulate those cells and with that we treat scarring we treat um uh, pore size we treat Texture. We treat fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of it is that combining it with different treatment modalities like uh, glycolic peeling or acid peels, um, combining it with something like PRP, you know, it, you literally can address every single condition in the skin. Right, right. And that's what makes it brilliant. What makes it safe is the fact that there's no heat involved. And there's no light involved. Right. So we can safely use it on any skin type. Okay, because there's the, what's the scale called? Your Fitzpatrick's. The Fitzpatrick's. So scale. if we quickly yeah. run into the Fitzpatrick's, Fitzpatrick one would be your Irish people. Red hair, green eyes. Pale, pale, pale skin. Pale, pale skin always burns. Yeah. Can never go into the sun. Right. Your Fitzpatrick twos would be Scandinavian, blonde, blue eyes, um, and you know what? Have difficulty tanning, but can tan. Yeah. Your Fitzpatrick threes would be someone like me, um, with a Mediterranean kind of background where you have darker hair, brown eyes, um, tans easily, doesn't usually burn quickly, um, manages the sun quite, quite well. Fitzpatrick four is your, um, Asian and Indian skin types. Right. Just be very careful. Um, you know what? An Indian skin that is from the north, which is darker, can almost be a Fitzpatrick 5. Right. Fitzpatrick 5 is your African skin. Um, and here we're looking at North Africa, um, and the southern sub-Saharan Africa. Okay, not the central. No. Which is very different. Which is your skin type sixes, Fitzpatrick skin type sixes. If we think about the old, old, um, civilizations, the Nubian skin types, right. you know, with your West Africans, your Congolese, very, very dark. The most difficult skin type of all to treat is Fitzpatrick fours, your Indian patients. Right. Um, why? Because they have a tendency to pigment. Um, and we see this. These are the people that present with dark circles around their eyes. Right, right. These are the people that when they have a burn on, on a hand or, uh, you, you see know, it, it's very it's dark. It's there, it's dark, it mm. stays dark. Mm. Um, they battle with something what we call post inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So, um, these people are the ones that get a pimple. The pimple goes away, but there's a dark mark that stays there right. for months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, post inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Okay. okay. So, I mean, you, you said you were a Fitzpatrick three. I'm probably a Fitzpatrick two. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, so that's, sorry, we just had to put that up. Okay. So, We'll, we'll circle back to microneedling and PRP because right. it's, it forms the basis for treatment of one of the other conditions that men are, um, worried about and that is hair loss. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the jawline and eye bags. Yeah. Those, and, and I really think that those two, especially for me, the, the jawline, but eye bags is also because you see it. I mean, I always think of President Kruger, who had those terrible eye bags. Um, you know what? Some of us are not old enough to have learned about Kruger. 
President Kruger. So, um, well, just look at a picture. <laughs> look no, at your Kruger I'm, hands. You'll I'm, see I'm, it. I'm, I'm joking. You know what? Yes. Let's, let's, let's go into eyebags. Mm. Eyebags makes us look tired. Mm. It makes us look sad and it makes us look old. Yeah. Think of droopy and dribble. Yes. Yeah. The cartoons. Yeah. Um, anyone with eyebags looks old, sad, tired, sleepy, mm. um, unhealthy. Yeah. So how do we treat eye bags? Firstly, we need to know how they form. As an aesthetic practitioner, I, I you know what? The problem with an eye bag is there's no supporting tissue to support right. the, the underlying structures, and that creates a sagging. Where do we treat this? Mid-face. Oh. If we look at mid-face, we're looking at the area between the eyebrows and the tip of the nose. Right. And that is where we have the malar fat pad, um, which we would um, try and augment or create support with um, to support the area under the eye. You also have something there called the tear trough deformity. Right. And that's where you see these people with this deep groove running from the, the inside of the eye. Yes. Onto the cheek. Sort of from, from the nose, the yeah. corner of the eye, onto the, from the nose, onto the cheekbone. Okay. So a tear trough deformity. Again, this is something that we see a lot, um, in our Indian patients. Um, and we see it, there's a genetic component to this. When, a lot of my patients come to me and it's, my father had this, mm. uh, you know, it, it runs in the family. His father had it. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that, that can be treated. Now there's different treatment modalities for that. We can use something as non-invasive as microneedling. Yeah. Um, I, uh, let's go one step back. The, by the time that you have eye bags, potions and lotions simply aren't going to work. Never. You know, but forget you might, about you it. You might get a temporary tightening of the area uh, on some of the stuff, about it. but it's, it's nothing. Yeah. You need professional help, and it's not going to come out of a bottle. Yeah. Um, out of a syringe, yes. Out of a bottle, definitely no. So. Firstly, a, a, a aesthetic practitioner who's worth his while will establish what is the cause of the the bag itself. Is it excess skin? Mm-hmm. And then we'll treat it like that. Excess skin will treat with new kinds of treatments that we have um, plasma devices, which causes vaporizing of the, of the skin. Um, which immediately tightens the area, strengthens the tissue. It's a great alternative, um, or a temporary alternative, let me rephrase, to blepharoplasties. Okay. You know, your, eye, your typical your, eye. Your, your eye rejuvenation yeah. that would be done in, by a plastic surgeon. Um, then you have the, um, laser devices. A little bit tricky to use them around the eye Absolutely. area. Absolutely, you've got to be very careful around that. But too. you know what? There are some type of of uh, light treatments. Let's call them light treatments instead of laser treatments. That would work well there. Combine microneedling with um, something like. Uh, periocular peeling where we have specific products and here I'm thinking of a mesoesthetic products. Um, they have a specific periocular peel which works beautifully in tightening the skin around the eye. Right. And we use that in combination with microneedling. Um, my favorite treatment that I do there um, is also a, a good temporary alternative to blepharoplasty and I can use it on both the upper lid and the lower lid, um, where I tighten the skin by su- giving support through tissue fillers. Right. Okay. So either by lifting the eyebrow to to prevent a heavy eyelid on the top lid, mm-hmm. um, 
which is great. Um, and then, you know what, we can also do that in a tear trough deformity or Just plump that out a little bit s- slightly you know it it's all about how light light bounces off the face yes a lot of aesthetics is light uh, is smoke and mirrors like makeup sure you know what makeup is how you um reflect life off the face and um aesthetic medicine you know what, I use that principle. Where does the light bounce off your face? Where do we create a shadow and where do we create um, a, an area of brightness? Right. Okay. There's one treatment that you can add to that that's also fairly new, and that's your threads. Um, yeah. So we have different types of threads. PDOs, for instance, would work quite well um, under the eye. We can use something like the Aptos thread procedures to do brow lifts that will rejuvenate the eye area. Um, Aptos has also got a a wide range um, of treatments that we can use under the eye, anything from springs to uh, plain uh, PDO threads. Um, Again, someone that specializes in threads and I mean this, that specializes in yes, threads. absolutely. We'll be able to do a beautiful treatment under the eye. I have a, a, a good friend um, and the uh, trainer for the Aptos Procedures, Dr. Johan Boerta, who loves doing treatments under the eyes and around the lips um, without doing filler. Okay. So, okay, so those are eye bags. Now then let's talk about jaw and nose. Yeah. That for me is most probably the two things that are most important in men. We look at who's the new Superman? That oh, guy. That guy, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for pop culture. Um, that guy. Yeah. Um, your George Clooney's, your Patrick Stewart's, your um, Brad Pitt's, um, all Slightly have. Older, the, the, um, all the. Bond men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They all have a very noticeable and uh, angle of the jaw. So the angle of the jaw is here in front of the eye. Um, and you know what? That's where we differentiate between the neck and the jawline. Yeah. By having a strong square jaw, um, you know what? You immediately create. Create a longer jawline Right That portrays strength um, And you know what Now add to that A nicely square Chin, strong chin Beautiful To take a look at your own chin mm-hmm. Quickly The ideal Male chin Is the width Between your pupils so di- take a direct mid, line Mid papillary line Straight down So yours Chris Perfect Oh Your Female chin On the other hand Is the width Of The intercanthal Distance So The space between the eyes Okay So So, so I've just taken my glasses off But so it's going straight down to there Much Right. Much thinner, much pointier. Okay. Now, something that um, uh, some men battle with, and I'm one of them, is that we have a short lower jaw. Yeah. And here I'm looking at the space between the bottom lip and the chin. Mm. And it's it's almost as if the chin starts rotating upwards And that is part of what happens during aging The jawline becomes shorter um, The the mandibular bone becomes thinner um, And it, it retracts so the moment that you bring the jawline forward, mm-hmm. you square it out, you create a nice chin that's rotated downwards, not recessed. Yes. So, so not you the Im- chinless wonder that they talk about the Brits always being. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's having a strong chin mm-hmm. and a square jawbone. Now, this can be done beautifully 
with certain types of fillers. Right. It does take the hand of an expert. Um, it's something that does cost a little bit of money. Um, ideally, in my practice, you use about five ampules of filler. Wow. That's, um, that's a lot. On the contrary, five ampules of filler is less than a teaspoon. But in okay, all right. I so suppose, think yeah. about the volume. Yeah, volume you is. Know, but, but, it's a teaspoon. Yeah. Wow, that's very very little. And all you and and that just squares out your jaw nicely. And with that, you can get a very good jawline. Um, again, using the correct product in the correct hands. Mm. My go-to product, Restylane and Lift. Okay. It has the highest G prime of all the fillers on the market. Um, I have been in this industry for 20 years. I haven't seen a product that comes close to it. And in my, in my practice, it's the only one I use mm. for gin, um, for chins and jaws. Um, you have other products. Um, Juvederm came out with, um, Voluma and the new one is Volime. Yeah, I, re- I, I know Voluma. Um, Voluma. Volime is the, the new product. Um, the only problem that I have with that is because it is a cross-linked hyaluronic acid filler, um, it pulls water. So it can make you look a little bit chubby, softer. It gives a softer appearance. Okay. Let's put it this way. Which, which, from an aging perspective, is one of my worries. Is you, as you get older, you, you, you know, they say old men become look like babies again. Aha, uh-huh. because of the softness. Yes. And what you want in a male face is angularity. Right. Male faces is all about angles. You know, you feminize a face by creating curves. Yes. Unlike in a woman's face, where we want to have soft curves, no straight lines. Um, And that's one of the big, big distinguishing factors um, between male and female aesthetics. It does take a specialist eye to do that. And I have to be honest, I go to Congress after Congress in Paris and, uh, you know what, in the states specifically in Russia um, and my god we see horrible people walking around uh, people presenting on male aesthetics that looks like Ken gone wrong mm. um, you know or Ken or, gone or, metrosexual or a, a middle aged woman so I, I um, mean I've, I've, I've seen some people who work in the field who have done so much work to themselves that they've oh, they look like little elves yeah, yes exactly it's just all too much shiny tight oh. um yes pointy ears <laughs> tiny little men yeah um so you know but it this there's, there's such a there's such an art to aesthetic medicine um so again what what have we lost left out? Ah, hair. Hair. Now, I mean, hair for us has been, it's a topic we've done beautifully, but there are things we can do. So let's jump in because I think hair, hair for men is really up there. Firstly, let's talk about what causes hair loss. And uh, you know what? You, you're right. We've had my, my lovely friend, Dr. Kathy Davies, mm. in the studio um, at the beginning of a year, not too long ago. Yeah. So go listen to that podcast. Absolutely. Um, because it's, it's, it's so informative. So in men, we usually have um, androgenic alopecia. Yes. And that's a genetic form of hair loss. We look at someone and in, in, in South Africa, if you're older than um, 35, you will know who we're talking about, Joshua Daw. <laughs> yes. um, you know it. The tonsure. Yes. The monk, so, the monk look. We lose our hair everywhere except the band ab- above the ears and the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... That's genetic androgenic alopecia. If 
in time um, or when in time you harvest the, the follicles from that specific area and you plant it back into the scalp uh, on the top you do not lose that hair yeah i mean that fascinated me in that talk with kathy davies it was absolutely amazing that i never realized that that's your strongest band and when you do the transplants it that she uses those for the main part and that's what keeps your head full yeah you know look at me i'm a i'm a walking example i know you're the poster child so, what causes hair loss? There's, there's different, there's different reasons. Certain medications, certain lifestyle, diet, um, and then genetics. Mm. How do we slow this down? You know what? You can start with something, um, like minoxidil. Yeah. Um, as a spray that would, um, treat follicles the problem with minoxidil is the moment that you stop the treatment, the hair loss starts. Right. And then it's a problem because then it's very difficult to control it. So if you are going to go the route of a topical, which is a minoxidil spray, um, you know what? Know that it's for life. Yeah. Then we have oral medications, um, Propecia Finpecia. There are certain side effects to them. There's a, um, a possibility of erectile dysfunction that's, that's okay. associated yeah. with that. And sometimes ir- irreversible erectile dysfunction. Mm. Mm. And that's a, a lawsuit in the States. I don't, I think they've settled it out of court. I'm sure they would have, yeah. Um, where Propecia or, uh, was, was responsible uh, for erectile dysfunction, and it was well well documented. We come back to my favorite treatments again, microneedling and PRP for hair loss. Not only does it restore the hair, yeah. but you can prevent hair loss. So if you are concerned about losing your hair and not wanting to lose it, or a receding hairline, or just even thinning hair, you know it, this is a fairly painless procedure, and I use fairly. very big air quotes here. It's fairly painless. Um, it can be done again almost anywhere in the world. Um, and you can either combine it or you can do it individually. Um, we have microneedling, which is not that, that painful with microneedling devices. We have um, platelet-rich plasma, um, and maybe we should just stand still at platelet-rich plasma again mm-hmm. for a second. Platelet-rich plasma comes from your own blood. We draw the blood, and we spin the blood into its four components, red blood cells, white blood cells, platelets, and plasma. We, after the platelets and the plasma, platelets is the part of the blood that's responsible for clotting. Yeah. But in clotting, you know what, we also have to repair the tissue. And platelets release growth factors. And that is where we, mm. um, we, what we are after. I was so lucky the other day going into your rooms, um, and I actually saw you, you, you separating it out, and I saw the end product. Uh, and it's amazing how everything just moves into its own components in the, in the test tube. It's, because it's, of the, the, the different cell types, yes. they separate beautifully. Yeah, I mean, it, it was actually almost a work of art looking at it. Yeah, for, it's for quite me. interesting. It's, 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 it's beautiful, yeah. Now, on that point, not all PRP is equal. Yes. So it depends on how the PRP is treated. Right. We have uh, low platelet um, plasma, rich platelet plasma, very rich platelet plasma, um, fibrin plasma, etc., etc. And it depends on what you use, what your outcome will be. Sure. Okay. So we use that to needle back into the scalp. Um, or we inject it back into the scalp as it is. It's usually a once off, uh, um, a once a month treatment. And you know what? In my practice, I would, I would do it for a patient for three to four months. Um, 
and then they'll start seeing the effect. Sure. What we, you, but you need to know with hair rep, rep, um, replacement or hair rejuvenation is this takes time. Like any kind of rejuvenating therapy, mm. you form new tissue, you form new cells, you repair broken and damaged ones, um, and that takes time. It usually takes at least uh, four weeks for a cell turnover and you know it's been another four weeks for you to start seeing the real effect yeah. of that so so give it time but brilliant treatment cost effective cheap actually um and can be done basically anywhere in the world microneedling add to that prp then we have newer kinds of treatments um I'm going to stand still here with a, a very new treatment uh, modality, and that is stem cells. Sure, right. Okay, and every every flag goes up because everyone's saying, well, stem cells. So, again, um, I wish Kathy Davies were here because she would have told us about the new technology of Regenera. This is an Italian company that discovered a new type of cell called a Parasite. Now, a parasite is a pre-stem cell. Okay. It's a cell that can differentiate into different types of stem cells. And it sits around vasculature. So it sits around blood vessels. Okay. Um, and what we are after with Regenera is we are after a combination of parasites, stem cells that we get from the subcutaneous fat, Matrix, cellular matrix, and follicles. Right. And this is a very, very clever device that you take a small punch biopsy. So I make two tiny little holes that sometimes require a tiny little stitch, and in most people, not even. Mm -hmm. Um, So we take a painless biopsy. Um, The area behind the ear is brilliant for this. And... We put this in this little device and this little device somehow spins these different cell types through um, sieves. It literally looks like a little sieve and filters out the pericytes, um, some um, hair follicles and some cellular matrix. And we use that as a once-off treatment to inject back to the scalp. And you know what? Then we not only get the growth of new follicles, but we also stimulate repair um, of older follicles. Right, right. Beautiful treatment to do. Fairly new um, in South Africa. Um, we learned about it about a year ago. Um, great, great treatment. A little bit costly because of a device. Sure. And then the gold standard for androgenic alopecia would be... That's that's the hereditary. The hereditary. Hair loss in men, Look, we're talking about men, androgenic alopecia in women is a very different condition and very difficult to treat. Um, But in men, the gold standard is if you have good donor hair, which means if you have enough hair at the back that's healthy and full, you know what, uh, call my friend Kathy Davies and go for a transplant. Mm. That's what I did. Um, and your hair looks amazing. And I mean, I've watched I've watched it over the year. You, it's about a year since you had it. it not even. Is it it's not even? It's been six months. Is that all? My gosh. So, um, and you know what, every time I see Old friends of mine that haven't seen me for a while, that's the first thing that they notice is, oh, my God, your hair's even thicker than it was last time. Mm. And, you know, I was very happy the day after my transplant because I could see, because the hair was so short, I could see that I had more hair. Yes. Um, Yes, they fell out, but now they're filling in again. to fall out. I mean, it Um, it was part of the treatment. And you know what? I didn't change my hairline. I literally just filled it back Mm, in. mm. It looks, it really, really looks amazing. All the difference. So, you know what? 
You just showed me that we have two minutes left. So let's quickly go back into male aesthetics and let's just say, for most men, the biggest fears that they have around their looks are hair loss, yep. jowls, eye bags, quality and um, texture of skin. Yeah. Okay. How do we treat that? Eye bags, we can go from non-surgical to surgical. There are different options. In my practice, I use plasma technology. I use a combination of threads and fillers. Right. And I refer to surgeons like Dr. Chris Neyman, who's joining us next week. I know. I can't wait. Yes. For jowls, you know what? we use, I use, again, a combination of threads and filler. Again, you need an expert with this. Hair loss, people like Dr. Kathy Davies, and platelet-rich plasma and microneedling. And for skin texture, good skin curatine, cleanse twice a day, uh, use a proper sunscreen, and use an active moisturizer at nighttime, something that maybe contains a little bit of retinol. Fantastic. I mean, this is huge stuff. Thank you. You know what? It's, it's a pleasure to share... Secrets again. I'm 72. Most people think <laughs> I'm in my 40s, so you know it. Um, yeah. you, you, it's not expensive to look after your skin. Um, there are expensive treatments that you can do, but basic skin care, very, very simple, very easy. So if I go through all of that and I start singing like Kenny Rogers, I'm cool. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week, Mark. Thank you. That was fantastic today. I enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed this, and it's just always so much information, but so well put. So thank you. If you want any more information, contact us at the T Clinic, uh, or actually, Doctor Mark. Yeah. Um. O one o eight two four one three nine three. Absolutely. Just go on the website. You'll find you'll find T Clinic, the Opperman Clinic, by Doctor Mark. By Doctor Mark. So there you are. And in on those words, by Doctor Mark. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, everybody. This has been the T Health Show with Doctor Mark and Chris Avon Smith, sponsored by the T Clinic. For more information, contact admin at the T Clinic dot com.